Welcome to Rank Up, where you learn how to become an elite instructor and grow your martial arts school. Today, we're definitely talking about growing your martial arts school through an incredibly powerful idea, which is called Mass Intros. I titled this episode Guaranteed New Students Every Saturday Morning. That's because every single Saturday morning at my full-time commercial school, we always enrolled new students. Every Saturday morning, because we always had a standing 10 a.m. mass intro slot. I'm going to talk more about what that means and also how to make it into a really big deal, not just enrolling a couple of new students every Saturday, but sometimes 15 or 20 in one Saturday morning, right? Um, so in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about how to promote mass intros. How do, you pr- how do you prepare them so they have a seamless event? I mean, completely systemized. Everyone knows exactly what's going on, and you can do this over and over again every Saturday. And just how to execute it with a very high close rate. I mean, ha- enrolling almost every person who attends your mass intro every time so that you're not just going out there getting 30, 40 people to show up and then enrolling five or six. That's just going to be a big waste of energy and a lot of opportunity there. So like, what is a mass intro? So it stands for mass introductory, as in mass introductory, lesson or class or a workshop, you might do a introductory lesson to enroll a new student at your school right now where they come in and they do a private one-on-one introductory lesson to learn more about your school and maybe they earn their white belt and then you do your um, enrollment procedure and then they get enrolled to your school. Some schools do two lesson introductory procedures. They do one lesson then a couple of days later the student comes back to uh, do their second lesson and then get enrolled. Mass intro means you can have a lot of people all come at once and be introduced to your school and then typically you make them a very good special offer for that day only if they enroll. So with your mass intro you don't get to create as deep of a rapport and relationship with that new student so you might think oh I might not be as likely to enroll them and then obviously um, you're giving a special offer to make it a little bit more, uh, a little bit easier to go ahead and enroll. There's more incentive to do it today. And uh, you're able to enroll a lot more people at once, though. So uh, I really like the mass intro model. Of course, you might miss out on like a down payment because you're giving them a better deal and things like that. But when it comes to enrolling new students, which is ultimately much more important than just that down payment, for example, um, and the simplicity behind the scheduling of it is incredible. Like if you're running a school all on your own right now, you don't have the ability to hire another person who could be a program director for you. Program directors typically do these introductory lessons throughout the week. You could be teaching all of the classes, you can do some marketing, do some school talks, and then do your mass intro every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. and be just fine. Um, So it's pretty incredible. You don't actually have to schedule like 20 appointments throughout the week. Uh, It's a very simple system. So uh, I recommend always having a standing mass intro time slot 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning seems to be a really good time. Um, You might also do like an adult event sometimes. Maybe a Saturday morning at 11 11 a.m. could be good or 11.30. But uh, just always keeping that slot open. Like at my school, what we did, we had had a 9 a.m. class. It was a combined 5 to 12-year-old review class. So we reviewed A day and B day that they could come to. It was 9 to 9.45 a.m. And then, right, you know, we had a 15-minute break, and then it was the mass intro. And then sometimes we would also do a mass intro at 11.30 as an overflow time slot if we had a really big school talk that week. Um, a mass intro could be for kids, of course. It could be an adult mass intro, meaning that you do some sort of, some sort of special event, like a self-defense seminar, a women's self-defense seminar, some sort of fitness class or a craft fitness class, whatever you want to call it, where you can promote it into the community and, and adults actually want to show up to it, like an intro to a BJJ class or something like that. And then at the end, you do an offer and it's, it's considered a mass intro. Um, and uh, you can also do this during the week. I wanted to point that out. It doesn't have to be Saturday morning. For example, whenever we did movie theater booths, 
that were very, very, very successful, such as the Karate Kid, whenever it came out, we took that very seriously, and we actually got a 1,000 leads over the weekend. We did three different movie theater booths, and we did a ton of stuff. But we had a mass intro, like, Monday at 6. We had one Tuesday at 6. Wednesday at, like, 5 and 6.30. Thursday at 6. Friday, we had two of them. We had two on Saturday. We did, like, nine mass intros in one week. It was crazy. Um, but you can do them during the week as well. Um, and, you know, when you do your mass intro, you're like, what do you actually do in there? Well, the mass intro is you could use your current introductory lesson format just in a group, though, instead of one-on-one. You could create a special program. It could be uh, kind of mirroring what you did in your school talk. Again, if it's for an adult event, it could be something totally different. So let's talk about how you can promote a mass intro. It's not just doing school presentations. There's lots of ways. So the first one is school presentations, though, because when you do your school presentations and then you invite the students to come in and take that second free lesson and earn their white belt, that's really them coming into that mass intro and having that opportunity to visit the school, learn a couple of more things. Their parents actually get to see it in action, and they're super excited, and they get to earn that white belt or reach the first goal, whatever that might be in your school. Uh, another one is flyer approval. So doing school flyer approval, like we've talked about in one of the previous episodes, where you don't actually do a visit at the school, but you're able to get approval to send home flyers talking about a free community event this Saturday morning at 10 a.m. for this or this or this. Um, another way is getting free media or press. You might have a special seminar about like an active shooter seminar because of something that just happened in the national news a few weeks ago and you want to help keep people safe. Um, I actually have a friend, uh, Mr. Koppel, the head crop instructor. He did that, and then the local news channel came out and filmed a piece on it, and that was really great. Um, not only did more people... Uh, come and find out about it, etc. Find out about a school. So whenever you have something, maybe cyberbullying is going on or something, I don't know, some sort of uh, particular issue that you can address and help with. Um, and then the media, you can sit out a media release and tell people about it and they can actually cover that for you. Of course, social media, creating an event, boosting the post, telling people about it, targeting people who have been on your list in the past, maybe people who have emailed in, excuse me, not emailed in, but been added to your web list, your email list, They've called in before. They're essentially leads in your system, and you could be remarketing to them via social media ads or sending out an email to them about this special event. And you could even have your current students invite friends or family to an event like this. But I want to point out that this is not a buddy event. This is not a bring-a-friend type workshop or event. Your current students are not going to be in the mass intro. It could create problems for even around the basis of, let's say most of your students enroll in your normal pricing plan, which is $195 to join, and then it's $150 a month. And then the mass intro, you get the wave down payment. Look, people realize that there are special offers. Businesses do things. There's nothing wrong with that. But that, first of all, creates a little bit of a clash. Second of all, the, the lesson itself is very focused on complete beginners. So it wouldn't be as interesting to someone who's already one of your students. So this is not a buddy event. Just wanted to point that out. So let's talk about scheduling appointments for a mass intro. So let's say someone calls into the school, you answer the phone, or you have some sort of web sign-up form, which um, is also a possibility. You want to ask some good questions on your sign-up form and make sure that it's a high, high-quality um, situation. But again, even if you get that initial web form, you're going to then reply with a message or reply with a phone call of some sort. Again, having a standing 10 a.m. slot and then also a good overflow option, like let's say at 11.30 a.m., is important if you have a large influx of interest. I didn't know this early on, so I'm going to tell you some mistakes that I made. I thought it would just be great to have as many people as possible at that slot. We would do an amazing school presentation 
first time ever at the school and have, you know, 20 something people want to show up. We, I had a couple of these school talks with like 20 plus people on the mat. And of course I can handle it. And I had some parents that were helping on the mat and it was super exciting. Lots of energy in the room, but we signed up like eight people or like nine new students. Because even though I had some temporary staff members come and help, there were like four or five of us walking around trying to help sign people up. We just couldn't get to everyone in time. And people were more likely to just walk out the door and they didn't get to even have their objections overcome because they never got to voice them to us. And so what I stopped, I stopped doing that. My favorite mass intro size is like 10 students, something around there, because I know I can enroll all of them. Um, but if I have like 12 plus, 15 plus, 20 plus, um, my likelihood of enrolling every single student goes way down um, just because there's too many people. Even if you have like 10 staff members, I think it's just a lot of people on one place at once. Um, so the point is I would prefer to have less people and then actually open up an 1130 time and have like 10 or 12 show up to both of them and enroll almost every student, which would be the goal, of course. Um, you could even do mass intros in two different rooms at the exact same time. That's a possibility. I know we have done this before. We had two uh, different mats and they were completely enclosed rooms. So you could actually do them at the same time. I uh, just wanted to point it out as a possibility. So like on the incoming call itself, what do you talking about what's happening, right? Obviously get the, the parent's name, for example. We're talking about a, a, a kid's mass intro right now. Get the child's name, their age, the address, the phone number, and of course, how'd you hear about us so that we know it's from a particular school or whatever. And then of course, ask what's the most important benefit you'd like to see your child gain through martial arts. And a lot of times on a mass intro phone call, the parents haven't actually uh, premeditated this this question or this reason because sometimes it was just like spur of the moment. It, spur of the moment, it wasn't... Uh, uh, something they've been thinking about. It wasn't an inbound lead. This was the child was just super excited that you came to their school. And he's like, mom, dad, you know, I, I, I want to do karate now. Like you got to call, we got to come and do this. Um, but yeah, asking them and they might be like, oh, you know, it would be helpful for him to be able to focus on. You might have to put some words in their mouth as in giving them some examples of why people typically come to your school. Like it usually helps kids focus better at school. It helps them uh, create more self-discipline and do what's right when it, when it needs to be done or whatever you want to talk about. But uh, also mention that both parents need to attend the event, of course, if at all possible. And if they can't come to this event, you know, go ahead and schedule a private appointment slot during the week. So I'd rather have both parents come at a Thursday at 7 p.m. one-on-one than only have one parent show up on Saturday morning. Everything go amazing. The mom love it. The child love it. And then, she, you know, she'd be like, oh, she said she will say, um, got to check with my husband. Um, we'll get back with you. The likelihood of signing up the family goes way down. And then another thing I learned I had to add on during phone calls is go remember to bring some sort of billing information with you, like a checking account or a credit card. That sounds absolutely ridiculous to me. I mean, who does not have a debit or credit card in their wallet or like a checkbook? But there were quite a few people that showed up that did not, and I couldn't sign them up. So... Uh, point is I covered all my bases on the phone call and then obviously giving good directions that way people show up on time and ask them to arrive at least 10 minutes early because if uh, students show up late like 10 minutes or more late I'm not able to have them in the class I found that it did not work they're usually much less likely to sign up as well so this initial phone call is really important. It's more important than a typical inbound phone call, and I touched on it earlier. The reason why is that they didn't have this 
interest that was stewing for months and months and months, and they've been thinking about it, they've been comparing martial arts schools. This was just some sort of unexpected opportunity to come in. So you really want to work on building a relationship with that family over the phone and create a real reason to show up, something that excites them about actually enrolling into your school. So you're starting to paint that picture. You've already planted the seed that you're going to be able to water and and grow into a a small plant very soon at the event itself because uh, this is essentially a more accelerated timeline is what I'm talking about here. And... um, you want to make sure you actually have the time to talk about those benefits, get to know the family, and show them the potential of it being something wonderful for their family. So like by the end of the phone call, they should have a completely different mindset. Um, this isn't just coming in for some free class that their child really wanted to do. And, and they should actually be walking in the door prepared to enroll on Saturday, not to just get some information. Earlier on, whenever I was doing these mass intros, I would, I would have people come to them and they would love it and it was fun. And they're like, oh, okay, can you give me some more information? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it's time to enroll now. We already, I showed you the change in your child. I talked to you about the benefits. You see the value. This is a great special offer. And it annoyed me. Like I kept hitting myself upside the head, like what's going on? And I wasn't planting the seed, painting the picture, really changing their mindset and forming uh, how this could be a reality for them. This isn't some sort of psychological magic or something or something negative either. This is just about realizing that you have the opportunity to help this child in a particular way and you need to do a better good job conveying and communicating that uh, throughout the entire process. So another thing that we would do is after the call, we would of course go ahead and add them to our appointment system book or on your software, whatever it is, and then we would mail out an information kit. If it was like Wednesday or so or earlier in the week, now if it was like Thursday or Friday and they're about to come in the next day or two, probably won't arrive in time. But we had this nice information kit, talked about our school, had some testimonials in it, things like that that really got them more excited to attend our school and realize this could be a great thing for them. So let me go over some mass intro preparations. So one is if you're going to have a really large mass intro and it's just you or you and like your administrative assistant, I recommend hiring some temporary staff to help. Like my wife came and helped out uh, at some of them in the past. Uh, One of her good friends came and helped out. My sister-in-law, I basically just uh, paid these people as contractors for like one day for coming and helping. But I I did some initial training like on Friday, the day before. I made sure I had a t-shirt that fit them. They knew what to do. It's very simple. It's just talking to people, asking them a few questions, having them fill out an agreement, getting their equipment that's the right size, and then, you know, getting them ready to start. So having some temporary staff to help you out uh, is something that I wanted to point out. You don't have to hire a full-time staff member just to come in for 45 minutes whenever that's like your biggest influx of when you're signing up new students. Um, Another thing is have a nice table that's already ready. Have your uniforms on it. Have the clipboards with enrollment information ready. Have new student folders, whatever else that you might give out whenever someone enrolls. Have your equipment ready for when they pay for their equipment package, such as the gloves and the backpack or whatever else comes in it. Have plenty of pins ready. And also, um, well, I'll mention this in a second, but refreshments. So we always do, we always did wood breaking boards at the event at the end of the kids' events, they would actually get to break a real board and then they would get to take it home with them and I would personally sign on the board some sort of special message and put the date. So that was a really nice memento. And um, so I always made sure we had enough you know, boards in stock for the event. 
on the day before the event or earlier in the week, whenever you want to do it, go ahead and pre-fill your agreements out for the event based on how many will show up. So we literally pre-filled agreements out depending on if they were like families of two because we had a discount for uh, the second child. Um, we had some bi-weeklies, we had some monthlies. It was like basically pre-filled depending on how your agreement works. The point is it allowed us to uh, simply check a couple of boxes and then they sign rather than taking like five or ten minutes to fill something out that could have been done in advance. Um, of course, on the day before, do a reminder call to everyone that has been scheduled for the event. Uh, very important to remind them or, or a reminder text message or a reminder email, depending on how you want to do that. And also, refreshments are really important for an event like this. Like the day of the event, the morning of, we would always go and buy donuts and we would also have juice boxes and bottled water ready. If it was like an 11.30 a.m. or an evening mass intro, we generally ordered pizza and it was delivered over to us. And uh, you could do whatever else you want to do, but just something simple where you have some nice refreshments for the attendees of the mass intro and also their parents and family members. So now I'm going to talk about the class itself or the workshop or the lesson itself, okay? So before the scheduled start time, Clearly, greeting families, have them fill out their, your basic guest information sheet, which also includes a waiver. Have the kids sit down in the on-deck area in the legs lock position. This is this 5, 10, 15 minutes leading up to the event starting. Have some music playing in the background and get to know the families. And I also really focused on learning all of the kids' names. I really like to know my students' names. It's just something that's very important to me. But um, I was... I always made it to a fun thing where I would go down the line and say every child's name and then start mixing it up. and just every, I wanted to make sure I knew their names really well, though. Um, next, when you're actually going to begin, I usually begin exactly at 10 a.m., for example, maybe 10.01, but I, I like to be punctual. Um, introduce yourself. Set the goal for the day, which is to earn their white belt. Uh, make that very exciting and mention, for example, I need to see level 10 effort and I also want to see that you're behaving like a black belt or whatever you want to say, but you've got to do those two things uh, just to get your white belt today. And uh, not a long introduction, but kind of tying together maybe something that you taught at the school presentation. Keep in mind that some of your kids might be there from the school presentation. A couple might have showed up just because they called during the week and you you scheduled them to the Saturday 10 a.m. slot rather than having them come to a regular private introductory lesson. Or maybe you have someone coming from a school flyer approval when you sent flyers home to Johnson Elementary and you have some kids coming from um, Smith Elementary from your school presentation. The point is it's a very sort of generic workshop or lesson that will work regardless of how they got to the event. Um, just wanted to point that out. That's one thing I love about Mass Intros. It's so flexible in that way. Um, next, we would do a quick warm-up. Don't do something like really martial arts specific or difficult or push-ups or something where people are going to feel bad about themselves, uh, especially with kids. We would just run back and forth across the floor and do some, some animal races sort of things such as bear crawl and crab walk. And you just want to get the nervousness out of the room. I mean, the kids are kind of nervous and they're unsure and they're a little shy. And then a few minutes in, they're having fun and they're moving and it's a good time. And now the energy of the room feels a lot different. Now we'll go into the actual presentation itself, which will probably include reminding everyone about listening positions like we do in our school presentation, such as attention stance, sitting down legs locked, bowing, and then attaching and connecting the mental benefits to those things. So the presentation itself, it could be a version of your introductory lesson. It could be a review of what you did in your school presentation. Um, I like to keep my mass intros very simple. Um, we would usually rehash the important character qualities 
from our Go After Your Goals presentation and simply focus on one technique the whole class, which for us was the front thrust kick. I've also seen this done with the side kick, but what we would do is for each word or quality that we talked about, such as technique, accuracy, backup, confidence, the parents and the kids are actually seeing their strike transform into something much better over the course of one class. So it's like, oh, I'm just going to do one kick the whole time. But what happens is that after you talk about it, you use a example and you attach a metaphor to it, make it into a mental, mental benefit, and then they do some more practice on it. And then they're getting a little bit better and they're getting a little bit better. And what I would do in the actual repetition part after I talk about a particular quality is they would come down drill lines and practice their front thrust kick. So if I had a smaller class or a smaller mass intro, I could do that on my own. If I had more than five kids, I'd have an assistant instructor hold for a drill line. And if I have a larger group, I like to actually ask a couple of the parents to come out and hold bags at the end of the drill lines. It's great to have a couple of the parents who don't seem as shy or that you're getting along with to uh, hold a bag at the end of the drill line. And they have a good time with this. And they can even help you out later on when you break boards, which is what I'll talk about next. And that's when we get towards the end of the class itself. They have to break a board in order to earn their white belt. It's the last thing and there's a lot of pressure and everything and, and there's a bunch of clapping and excitement whenever every child does it. Um, so make it a big deal. They can give them their board so they can actually hold it next to them and they get to keep it when they go home with them that day. And then at the very end, you could actually award their white belts. I did this differently. Now I know some schools like to have all the kids put their uniforms on, they get their free uniform and they put it on before class the end of the workshop, they actually tie the white belt around their waist. I didn't like doing this for, for a variety of reasons, but I didn't give a free uniform out until you actually signed up after the event. Also, there just wasn't enough time to fit everyone's uniform before the, the class started. It wasn't realistic. Um, and it wasn't realistic to just break down all of the uniforms and, and have their belts put on first. That's something you could do, though. Uh, you could actually do that. But I would pretty much present the belt out to everyone and let them know they earned their white belt. And in just a second, when we get you signed up, we're going to get you your uniform on. We're going to tie your white belts around you that you earned today. Just to keep in mind, the class or the workshop itself, that's the reason why families are going to enroll that day. It's not because you're giving them some great special offer. Like the presentation or the class needs to be really, really great. The kids need to be having fun. They need to show a lot of interest and energy. And then their parents are going to be like, oh, this is awesome. You know, Johnny is having a ton of fun. He's having a ton of fun. He enjoys this. I love how the instructor is talking about all these things that we're trying to instill in him at home. He seems to be a great role model for him. And I think we're, we're going to do this, actually. So that's why it's so important that we actually convey and speak about major benefits a parent that a parent is looking for, such as focus, concentration, self-control, goal setting, self-defense, safety, confidence, leadership, and respect. Those things need to be tied in to your presentation, right? And if it's an adult mass intro, it's the same idea, but you can tie in things like fitness, mindfulness, flexibility, reducing stress, whatever else your target market or the group that you're working with is most interested in. I mean, at the end of the day, we need to be able to show a perceivable difference and their child's behavior after just 20 minutes. I'm talking about a kid's mass intro. So just examples of that would be getting all the students to stand in attention, sit down in legs locked with extreme focus and poise, having them bow to their parents and convey how we're building respect and character, getting the students to say yes, sir, and no, sir, in a respectful manner, and increasing their confidence. And, and if we're able to show that visually within 15, 20, 30 minutes, 
um, it's really hard to not want to enroll your child into a program like this because martial arts are transformational and you're trying to, again, condense those benefits and that transformation into just one class, which is what we're doing with the Mass Intro. I just wanted to point out a note that if anyone does show up more than 10 minutes late, um, I typically would never have them actually be in the workshop. I would have my administrative assistant reschedule them to attend the next one if we're doing one at like 11.30 or to schedule a private intro. I found that if they show up late, it's a little jarring and disruptive to the class that I'm currently teaching. And there's just not enough time for the parents to actually see the benefits in 10 or 15 minutes. So there's really no reason to have them join in. So let's talk about how to do the closing presentation. So the lesson's over, all the kids are sitting down in their legs locked position, they're all beaming and excited, they broke their board, they earned their white belt, the parents are sitting back there. Don't release the kids to get refreshments yet um, until after you finish the closing presentation. So bring everything full circle regarding what the parents just witnessed and how much more growth they'll see in their child by doing our martial arts program. And then actually make the offer. So I always used a whiteboard and I would have on the left side, I would write the normal price of the basic program, such as let's say it's uh, typically it's $195 down to join our school to get started in the basic program. It's a 12 month month program and it's $150 a month for the tuition. Now, since you guys came in today, uh, we're actually giving you a really, really good deal for today only. Uh, we're going to waive your down pay- payment completely, so you don't have to pay anything at all uh, to actually register and roll or down payment, however you want to refer to that. Um, it's just a six-month program, which will be enough time to have your child earn his or her first two belts, and they're going to learn goal setting and commitment and follow through and all these benefits, but a little less than you know 12 months, and it's only $125 a month. So you're getting your down payment waived, the shorter program to get started with us, and it's also lower on the tuition. And you can pay that monthly or you can pay it bi-weekly, which is just $62.50, $62.50 every two weeks. It's totally up to you. So again, it's for today only. Um, we actually have free donuts. We have juice. We have bottled water, et cetera, for you guys. Uh, go ahead and enjoy that. We're going to walk around and just talk to you about how to get started. And that's it. Turn the music back on. The kids are excited to go get their donuts, and et cetera, and you know, get some for the parents. And then we go into the enrollments themselves. Um, to do the enrollments, you and your staff members are walking around with the clipboards. Remember, you already have pre-filled out agreements. Um, your administrative assistant could even be have already added you know, their actual name and address and everything so that uh, it's very simple and just simply sit down next to the parents uh, or the adult if it's an adult mass intro. What did you think of the class? You know, just listen to what they thought of it and then ask, you know, what would you like to do monthly payments or biweekly payments? Uh, don't ask, would you like to enroll or not today? Uh, always remember to offer two options that you would be okay with either one being chosen. Um, after they choose the payment plan and they enroll, you can show them the equipment that they need to have to train in your academy. And we always have a, a set of equipment that's required for safety purposes and so that everyone actually has what they need, such as boxing gloves, shin guards, um, a backpack, or whatever else you, you have in your equipment package. Um, now, if they're having trouble getting that today, I always give options such as, okay, no problem. We could actually give it to you today, but could you schedule it on your account? Maybe a week from now on Friday, we could charge your account. Or if they really needed some help, we could break up their equipment into two payments, etc. cetera. Um, just making it to where they definitely either pay for the equipment today or financially commit to getting it so that they have it. It's really not good when they don't have their equipment too and their child feels really bad when they're the only ones that don't have gloves when they go put their gloves on, everything else, and everyone is... Uh, everyone has the same team look. We all know that we have the same equipment, 
that you know that it's covered by your insurance and that it's something that you can trust in and it's not just something they found at a garage sale, etc. And then finally, go over the class schedule, give them the equipment that they purchased, take their payment, take their new student photo if you do something like that for your software, um, and just wish them well and look forward to them coming into their next class. So I want to talk about some common objections. Every time I finished a mass intro, um, when I was younger, I always talked to myself, I talked to my staff members, I'm like, why did these people not sign up? This one, this one, this one. And we really, really got down to it because I did not like losing out on enrolling a family, especially the ones that just seemed to absolutely love it and I got along with them. Like, how did they not sign up? So these are some of the most common objections and the ones that we've uh, learned to overcome very well. Again, it's not always going to work out anyway, okay? You're going to lose people. Some people are just not always going to sign up. But you can get to a very high percentage um, if you get much better at all of these things, trust me. One is we need to think about it. Um, that's the most common objection. That just means they're just not totally sure if they should or should not. And then I ask, you know, what do you have questions about? The class schedule or the program itself? Just really taking it to the next level, like peeling back the onion. Is it because... And then you might find out, oh, it's because Billy goes to football practice twice a week and I'm not sure. And then you, you give them alternate alternative schedule options or they're concerned about the six months and because Billy has a tendency to quit things early on or you get to the next layer of it and then you overcome those objections. And then you all can just kind of bring it back to today is a one day only special offer. Uh, it's just a six month course. I know that it's, it's really not a long time. Uh, it's important that you have some level of commitment, though. It takes a while for you to see these these life-changing benefits through the martial arts. It's not something that's going to be developed out in a couple of weeks. Um, and we really want to teach that goal setting and that follow-through, which I know is something you want for him as well. And um, reminding them today you're saving $195, and then you're also saving on the monthly amount. And um, so it's, it makes a lot of sense to go ahead and get started today. The next one that's pretty common is I need to speak with my spouse. This one we really tried to uh, circumvent, or not really circumvent, but we tried to uh, tell them in advance on our phone call, right, so that their spouse would come. But sometimes it just doesn't work out, and their significant other couldn't come to the event. And just reminding them, today is a one-day special offer. Like, this is the only way I could get you signed up in this program. Um, but can you go ahead and give your spouse a call and check with him or her so I can get you set up today? I've had to do this lots of times, and a lot of times it's worked out. They'll go and make a phone call, send a text message. I've even had them have to go and talk in person and then come back in a couple of hours. Like I told them, like literally, if you sign up today, like you're good. They would come back after lunch, et cetera, and still sign up. So um, that is very possible. You just have to have a real sense of urgency behind it. Not like, oh, yeah, no problem. You guys can come in on Wednesday and get signed up. And, you know, if they come in on Wednesday, they have to pay the 195 to join, et cetera. And people, when they, when they know you're being serious about that, when they know that's your legitimate a special offer and that you're actually following through on that, they'll be much more likely to come back later and make those phone calls and those text messages. And there's a real sense of urgency. I mean, um, so I just wanted to point that out. Another one is something like, can I cancel early? Or what happens if he loses interest? And this is just a concern on commitment. Um, this is actually a really good opportunity for you to resell the benefits of teaching your child not to quit. So I might ask something like, oh, Oh, has he quit things before? Oh, yeah, he did soccer, but like a couple of games in, he's like, I just don't want to come anymore. And then we tried dance, and after three months, he's just like, I don't really want to do dance anymore. And I'm like, it sounds like he's kind of had a pattern of quitting things early, and you don't 
really want to race him to be a quitter, do you? Yeah, so I mean, it sounds like we need to break that cycle. This is an opportunity to show him this is a goal you can achieve. You can get your yellow belt, your yellow belt three months from now. But before then, you do need to earn a stripe at the end of each month. I know you can do this. Today you already earned your white belt. And then after that, you would be earning your orange belt three months later. If you stay on track, you're going to be in amazing shape. You're going to be able to do kicks way over your head. Later on, you're going to get to learn how to do nunchucks and bow, and you're going to get to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu or whatever else you want to talk about. Make it exciting, make it meaningful, and remind the parents that the reason why we even have an agreement or a contract like this is because it also allows us to be great instructors, to not be worrying about losing our students here and there. We can focus in on making great class plans, on teaching amazing classes, and on working with our students. That's what we're here to do. We're not here just to work on billing and agreements and being a bill collector, etc. Um, so it's just being very confident in your program and really reframing how uh, the reason why you have an agreement or the reason why you have a six-month program or a 12-month program or a three-year program versus not having it and being month-to-month -month is significantly more powerful because it actually compels you to follow through. Just like if you pay for something already, let's say you pay for the six months in full, which I didn't talk about paid in fulls today, but you can still do paid in fulls at Mass Intros. If you pay in full for six months or 12 months, you're going to be much more likely to actually do it because you have already spent the money and you would kind of feel bad about not doing it, not following through, which in the end is amazing. That's, that's great because you're going to get more benefits by completing the martial arts program than not completing it. Let's go on to our question of the week. This one comes from Cruz Uriarte. And the question is, can you cover the typical class routine? In other words, how to conduct a class from warm-up, technique breakdown, full technique, and the practical applications of the technique. So basically like the class outline. So I'm going to tell you my class outline that I use for kids and adult classes. Um, you can modify it a little bit, but it works really, really well. The first part of the class is what I call on deck. This is when students are actually sitting down in a particular area ready and waiting for their class. Adults might have a specific area where they're stretching out, they're getting ready. They're not just like cutting up and playing around. I mean, there's actually a sense of, hey, we're about to do this. Like this is, this is gonna, we're gonna give it 100%. This is the real deal right here. This class, I'm re being respectful to the studio. I, I'm grateful to, for the opportunity. I'm, the, I'm grateful to even get to learn from this instructor. There's that sense in the air. And then next is line up. So lining the students up, in a particular way, whether it be you know by rank or however you do that, um, make sure that's actually controlled and organized part of the class that you're running as the instructor. And then bow in if you have some sort of particular traditional bow in ceremony. You do that next, and then go into your warm up. The warm up could be just depending on how long your class is. It might be five to eight minutes. It might be five to fifteen minutes. Um, but it's about bringing the energy level up, getting moving, getting the blood flowing. Not so much an intense like boot camp killer uh, fitness routine, um, but just about warming up and uh, some dynamic stretches and things like that. Next, we go into the skill drill. So this is something that's kind of unique that not every school does. A skill drill is working on a particular black belt skill, something that would that a black belt would have. For example, um, speed or accuracy or power or reaction time, or aggression. 
and you're actually developing out that skill in this particular drill that you've created. It's not about a technique. You're not teaching a technique. You're not teaching a knee strike or working the knee strike. You're working on aggression by using a knee strike to move your partner across the mat within 10 seconds or less, or you have to do 10 burpees or something like this. And it creates a, a drill that will um, develop out that skill. And then next we go into curriculum section number one. Curriculum section number one is where you actually teach your curriculum. So let's say today is the... Um, rear naked choke defense and maybe it's the first time you're teaching it so you do the full stages of teaching which is pre-framing the technique you're going to demo at full speed and then you're going to break it down at a high level while everyone's following along with you going over the detailed movements uh, you might even take break it down to like three steps and then you start doing some drilling uh, some repetitions in the air and then you do some sort of drill maybe just a basic partner drill or something different and then we go into curriculum section number two so you might have a totally different type of school maybe curriculum section number two is kata and this is where you're going to be working on the kata for the month or the kata for everyone's belt level and that's what you're going to be doing in that section if you have a longer class, maybe an hour long or an hour and a half, even something like this, you might next add a review drill, a review drill of curriculum section one and two, or a review drill that sort of combines multiple things over the last few weeks in some fun, crazy, challenging way. And then the next thing would be specifically to a kid's class is the mat chat. The mat chat is where you have everyone sit down, you're on your knee, you're talking about a particular character quality of the month. For example, this month in my school, the um, character excellence topic is empathy. So we're talking about how to feel others, how to be empathetic, and actually putting ourselves in other shoes, etc. So that's what the mat chat is. Uh, it's not something you would typically see in an adult class, although you could do something like it. Uh, you can have everyone circle up around you. You talk about a particular concept, and it's a little bit slowed down. It's not really training anymore. Next is announcements. Just real quick, talking about important things that are going on in the school to your students and to everyone in the, the viewing area or the parents or whoever else is there. And then next is the end game. The end game is kind of finishing class out, having some fun. This is for kids or adults. You're like, oh, why would, why would I play games with adults? With adults, it's more of a challenge or a competition. Um, I wouldn't really call it a game, and you wouldn't want to make it feel like they're little kids, although they kind of want to act like kids sometimes, and there's nothing wrong with that. So you want to make it a fun challenge or a competition or something. Um, and with kids, you could call it an end game. They like the word game, so I use the word game. And then you bow out, do your bow out ceremony, whatever that might be. That's the exact outline of a class that I run. I've been using that outline for a long time. It's very structured. It's easy to plug in a different warm-up, a different skill drill, curriculum section one and two, and uh, plug in an end game as you're making your class plans. And this could be used for probably any type of martial arts style that you're teaching. So thank you so much for that question, Cruz. I really appreciate it. If you guys have any other questions that you want to ask me, I do need more questions. I want to answer your questions. So please uh, look at the... Um, the show notes on the globalmartialarts.university blog. We have the Global Martial Arts University blog where we actually are posting uh, most of these podcast episodes. And you can actually find the full written transcript there as well. And again, at the end in the comment section, you can ask questions. And I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful day today. Uh, continue training hard, continue learning, and of course, continue spreading abundance.